onset of starlight from flashbangs and frag grenades by Calchaxis read by Sam Gabriel based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 15 Kiss Me Goodnight I'm home Jinx kicked the door shut behind her as she cracked her neck to the left and then the right before shrugging her jacket. Not her father's jacket anymore, but she wasn't sure where that had changed, and kicking off her boots. Welcome home, Luck said softly from the den. Jinx, can you... can we talk? A shiver went down Jinx's spine and her mouth was suddenly dry. It was like a premonition of something shifting. That drop of the stomach you get when something you thought was a wall moves its great, dark bulk within the shadows. It was a monster, rearing its head from beneath the sump, croaking and groaning like a behemoth toxtoad. Yeah, Jinx said after a moment. Sure thing, Blondie. Jinx swept a hand over her head, then shook it. Her mind was so scattered lately, something was gnawing at the corners of her consciousness. She wanted to talk about it, but she wasn't sure how. She wasn't even sure what she wanted to talk about, really. But Lux wanted to talk. She was going to talk about the big bad tox toad that was looking at him from the surface of the sump, the one that Jinx had been trying to ignore because its eyeballs were the size of her torso and its croak could probably shake the whole city of Zaun if it wanted. And maybe, just maybe, if she ignored it for long enough, it would just go back to sleep. It wasn't going back to sleep, though. That wasn't in the cards. So Jinx sighed and walked into the den where Lux was sitting on the couch. Lux, who was perfect and golden. Lux, who was all of Jinx's light in one place. How was Echo? Lux asked. Fine, Jinx replied. He's expanding his base and needed my brain, I guess. More firelights are joining up every day. That's good? It was good. It was good that Echo was pulling people in. What wasn't good was the way they looked at her. They were starting to look at her like the people of Bilawa were like they were thinking about a word for her that started with B, and for once it wasn't a slur. Honestly, Jinx would have preferred the slur. Yeah, Jinx said. The whole place is, I don't know, it's like zombie not, you know. There's a tree there, a real living tree. Lux was quiet for a moment before saying, Maybe it's what song could be? Jinx shrugged. Maybe, she said. I can, I can feel it, a change. Things are about to change again, aren't they, Blandy? Yeah, things are about to change, Lux said. Then held out a thick letter made of the kind of material that only rich folks use to send letters. The kind that felt thick and dusty. Jinx took it, unfolded it, scanned its contents, then folded it up again and moved next to Lux to sit down. Lux made some space, but the moment Jinx was seated she was scooting closer to lay her golden head on Jinx's shoulder, and wrap her arms around Jinx's body. I don't want to go, Lux said. So don't, Jinx replied. Just, just stay here. We can deal with whatever, you know. What if they know? What if they... 
We're going to upset the balance of the whole world, Jinx, Fox said. Kiltover is the trade hub of Valoran. Zaun is the industrial heart. When we go to war, everyone is going to have to notice. Everyone will choose a side, and that includes Demacia. And I can't leave them with any weapons they can use against us. I have to do this. Jinx turned to look down at Lux, then shuddered before dropping the letter and pulling her wife into her arms and burying her face among those long golden locks. Lux held on tight, murmuring soft platitudes that were soothing but meant nothing. In the end, she was still walking right into the place that had taken everything away from her and replaced it with knives and masks. And she was doing it for Jinx. She was doing it for Zahn. Her hand came to rest softly on Jinx's cheek, and she drew Jinx down into a gentle kiss that slowly deepened. And Jinx let her fingers drag and trail down Lux's face and neck before she drew back and asked, When? Tomorrow, Lux said. The Radiant contracted a Piltoven ship, the Strella. And it leaves just after dawn. What if I blew it up? Jinx asked. Lux chuckled and shook her head. That's sweet, but I need to go, at least for now, okay? She took one of Jinx's scarred hands and brought it to her lips. This is something I have to do. For me and for us. Maybe I don't want you to do it, Jinx said shakily. Maybe, maybe this whole war, this whole stupid thing was a mistake. I don't, Jinx hung her head. I can't do this. I'm not my dad. Tears were falling down her cheeks, hot and fast and sudden, and Lux made a quiet noise of surprise before wrapping Jinx in her arms and pulling her close. Jinx held on tight as the memories crashed through her. Again and again she had resisted them, losing whole hours to holding back those tides, shutting down over and over every time they threatened to make her conscious of them. But why was she running from them so hard? She wasn't sure of the answer to that. She was only certain of the fact that she didn't want to look at them. She didn't want to see what those memories held. It was easier to just shut down, to flip the switch and make it all go blank, repeat the same day, over and over, like a broken record, or like a tox toad that never stops croaking. I'm not him. I can't do this. I can't do it, Bondi. Jinx sobbed. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Lux was crying now, too, as she held on to her. It's okay, baby. I'm here. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but we don't have a choice. If we want to have a home and a life, then we have to do this. What if we leave? Jinx cried. Just leave. Go to... To Bilgewater or something. You'd never be happy anywhere but Sonjinx, you know that, Lux said. She did know. Zon was her home. It was almost literally in her blood. This place and its dysfunctional family of miners, scavs, vermin, and scum was a part of her. But for Lux, she would try. 
she would try to be happy somewhere else, anywhere else. But Lux didn't want to be anywhere else. She wanted to be in Zon with Jinx in their home. I don't want to remember, Jinx said quietly. You don't have to do anything, Jinx. I can do this, Lux said. But I'm getting worse, aren't I? Jinx asked, looking up at her. I'm crazy, Blondie, not stupid. I know I'm, I'm losing time and losing other stuff. I'll go to bed with a head full of bits and bobs that don't add up to a whole day. Because now that it was happening, Jinx was starting to remember that this wasn't the first time she'd started losing time. It had happened before, back when she'd gone crazy-crazy the first time, and when she'd been running from... something. Her mind kept backing up and scrubbing stuff out. Things that reminded her of other things. And then it started scrubbing out stuff that didn't have anything to do with anything. Then it started scrubbing out everything altogether. And that was how she had lived. Day by day. Minute by minute. Hour by hour. And not all of those days and minutes and hours were connected. The ones that were connected were tied together with shoestrings, liable to fray and snap if you pulled at them too hard. Everything had been too hard back then. She had been too alone and too scared and too small. And so she had scrubbed it all clean, scrub, 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 until there was nothing but smooth walls. Now things were getting hard again and her brain was starting to scrub. But she wasn't alone and she wasn't small anymore, and there were so many things she didn't want to have scrubbed away. Jinx, make me remember, Jinx said suddenly looking up at her. What? Lux frowned and sat back so she could look Jinx in the eye. Jinx, what do you make me remember? Jinx pleaded, grabbing onto her hands. You can make it happen, right? Like the way you make me calm when I get rowdy or the way you made that Noxian's brain all soupy with your lights. Wait, wait, Jinx, no. Lux said, trying to back up, but Jinx had a hold of her wrists. I need this, Blondie, Jinx said. I, I don't... I need to know what I scrubbed away. I can't stop scrubbing until I know what I'm scrubbing, otherwise I'll just keep scrubbing it all away until it's all white again, and I don't want to do that anymore. Her hands went to Lux's shirt, and she gripped it tight. I don't... I don't want to scrub you away, Blondie. Jinx, I'm sure it's not. I don't remember today, Jinx sobbed. And Lux snapped her lips shut and stared. What? Lux brushed her fingers over Jinx's face. The whole thing. You don't... There are little bits and flashes, Jinx said. I don't... I remember the tree and helping little man, but I don't know how I got home. I was somewhere in Zon, and then I was somewhere else. And I was walking down the streets towards home. And the funny thing was that she had barely even noticed the skipped moments. It was like everything had sped up or run together, just chemicals leaking into a river and blending until the surface of the water was all just a grimy, uniform gray. Jinx, what if this... 
What if I hurt you? Lux asked shakily. Hurt me? Jinx looked up and into those perfect blue eyes, then smiled and said, Come on, Blanny, you'd never hurt me. Lux stared at her for a long moment before hanging her head. Then she sobbed. You know that's not true, she said quietly. Remember? That night you came to me in Demacia after my brother was kidnapped. I hurt you. Something ground subtly to a stop in Jinx's brain and she frowned. It was a clicking sound deep in her mind, a misfiring cylinder or the teeth of a small gear ticking back against itself. Jinx? Lux looked up at her, something more fearful in her eyes than before. Jinx, you... you remember that, right? Jinx licked dry lips as she tried to answer, but found she couldn't. She tugged at all the little frayed shoestrings and threads of ragged twine that were sticking out of the dark places of her mind and into the little light spot where she was sitting in an effort to come up with something, anything, that would match up with what Lux was telling, but there was nothing. Just snapped strings and whitewashed walls. Okay, Lux said after a moment. I'll help you remember. Jinx nodded soberly and Lux took her hand. She let herself be pulled up from the couch and towed out of the den and into their bedroom. There were soft things here, good things, good memories, pictures. The first picture she'd ever let be taken of herself, other than that one she'd used for a bum-wanted poster that she'd cobbled together for a laugh that one time. And there were so many of them now. And they were pictures of her and of Lux. And they hung from every wall and sat on every surface because they were memories. And no one really appreciated memories the way that Jinx did. They were precious in a way she couldn't put a finger on. Each and every one of them was precious. The one where she and Jinx were stuffing their face at Jericho's, or when they posed with a bunch of the orphan kids in front of the Windchime church after Jinx had helped refurbish it. There were pictures of just Lux doing Lux things, like staring out into the distance and smiling while the neon lights of Zaun played across her perfect face, and a few of her that Jinx had taken on the sly when she'd been in the kitchen making breakfast and singing. The idea that one day she might look up at one of those pictures and not remember how she felt when she'd lived them made Jinx want to curl up and never uncurl. Lay down, Lux said, patting the bed. And Jinx shrugged out of her clothes and laid down. And Lux sat down beside her before leaning in, detaching her metal arm and setting it off to the side. Jinx turned and smiled up at Lux, and Lux smiled back. But it was brittle and fearful. She was afraid. Don't be scared, Blondie, Jinx said. I'll be back. Lux took a shaky breath, then said, Jinx, this might hurt, okay? She laid a hand over Jinx's brow. Your mind is going to fight me on this, 
It's going to fight hard. I know. She took a small receiver out of one of her vest pockets and said, I was going to give you this tomorrow, but I don't know what condition you'll be in when you wake up or how long you'll be out, so... She set it on the end table by the bed. That's a tracker that can find me, just in case the Radiant are wise to me and lock me up. I know you'll find me if the worst should happen, Jinx. Always, Jinx replied, reaching out to take Lux's hand and thread their fingers together. I'll always find you. In every single dream? In every single dream. Lux nodded, then squeezed Jinx's hand and said, Okay. Let's make you remember. She hovered her hand over Jinx's face and splayed her fingers, then said, Keep your eyes open for as long as you can on your own, okay? You got it, Blondie, Jinx said. Now bring on the lights. I love you, Lux whispered in Gutlow. I love you too. Deep breath, baby, Lux said. And Jinx breathed in. And the moment she did, lights bloomed between and around Lux's fingers. They were beautiful like dancing stars. They spun their little orbits, flashing in with odd little sequences, and soon staring at them was all Jinx could do. They danced and blinked and pranced, and they were all different colors. They were all no, no, they were all one color, right? The lights were blue, little sparks of blue lights all around her, and she was falling. She was falling, and there were so many lights, so many pretty blue lights. And there was fire, too. An explosion. No, not an explosion. The explosion. Blue lights, fire, and a bomb that finally worked. It worked. Vi would have to be proud of her now. They all would, because it finally worked. It worked so well, too well. She made it right, but she made it wrong, too. She'd done it all wrong, and... Myla was right! Blown it all up, because... You're a jinx! Her name was Jinx, and it stands for Jinx. No, 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 no! Jinx pleaded. I don't want to, I don't want to! I'm so sorry, baby, I'm so sorry! The lights sounded soft, sounded like golden light, but they hurt. They hurt. I know, baby, but you have to keep going. Can you do that for me? I need you to keep going for me, okay? Jinx forced herself to keep looking into the lights, to keep watching as they spun and burned. She spasmed and jerked in place, but something was holding on to her and keeping her pinned, restrained. Something held her down. Something like leather, oiled and soiled with sweat and pain. But the light. She had to keep, keep staring into the lights. They were so bright, bright and white, like chemical pain. Pain. So much pain. Why did it hurt? Had she been bad? She didn't mean to. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gods, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Make it stop. It was burning her. The pain was in her veins and her chest and her arms and legs. And why was everything burning? And there was a voice, a dark, dark voice that was... I understand this must be painful. ...hissing into her ears and laughing as it... I'm afraid it... ...cut 
will only stabbed and filled Get her with worse. poison. Jinx thrashed against her restraint and screamed as the white light became all-consuming. It was eclipsing everything, making everything go white, scrubbing everything white. The pain and the shimmer and the memories were making every single thing white with nothingness until nothing was left but the pain. And when there was nothing but pain, then there was nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing but light. Nothing but... I'm sorry, Jinx. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, but please, please just hold on. Just keep going a little more, okay? Just a little more. Golden sparks. Little golden lights. Gold like sunlight. Gold like... No, stop. It's not gold anymore. It's orange. It's like fire. Sparks. Gunpowder snapdragons flickering around. Bang, bang, bang. Why won't they stop? Why won't they stop? Staticky faces crowded in over her head, looking down at her with their stretched, rictus grins, and their scratched-out eyes whispering to her, telling her lies, telling her lies with scratched-out eyes. Bang, bang, bang. Lights fell around her like brass casings, hitting the ground with tinny shrieks as they punched through skin and through flesh and bone, and out the other side only to hammer through the thin wood of a raggedy chair. I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Jinx sobbed. Please, please don't go. Please don't leave me. I promise I'll be good this time. I promise I'll be better. I've got you, Jinx. I've got you. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm not leaving. I never would have given you to them. You. I'll never leave you. Not for anything. You're my everything, Jinx. Don't cry. You're my soul and my heart and... You're perfect. My whole fucking world. And then Jinx watched the lights go out. Mismatched eyes that had glittered with intellect and care and devious strength were suddenly dull, and there was nothing left, no more lights, only darkness, only the dark and the croaking, and the pain until... What's your name? A new light, shiny and gold. My name? The name's Jinx. Stands for Jinx. And suddenly she started to remember. Jinx. The light said the word like it was a blessing. I'm Lux. And her name sounded like golden light. I remember, Blandy. Jinx said in a raw voice and passed lips that were chapped from screaming. I remember. And one last time, the lights went out. A hand curled around hers. The hand she had lost, which was how she became aware that she was dreaming, and Jinx turned to stare blearily at its owner. The shadows were wrapped tightly around them, and all she could see was his hand, careworn and thin, and smaller than she remembered. And all around them was darkness. She could see neither the bed beneath her nor the room around her. There was nothing but the vast emptiness, and, for the first time that she could remember, her mind felt quiet. It felt empty. The lights came slowly, little golden motes floating like firelights through the alleys of the lanes. They lit up that hand and the arm it belonged to, which was clad in a tailored red shirt 
with the cuffs rolled up like they always were when he was working. Every moment brought more light, and it hurt. But at the same time, Jinx needed to see, to know that she hadn't scrubbed everything away. And she hadn't. More was lit up. The vest, that's right. He had always worn that old vest with the smooth black collar and the gold edges that made him look so wealthy and powerful. He looked like a topside, a bit better, smarter. Well, that's what she thought back then. That and his fancy tie, a cravat. That's what he'd called it. And then... Dad? Jinx murmured. There you are, Soko said quietly squeezing her hand again and smiling that small, secret smile he always had, like he knew something you didn't, because he probably did. I don't... Did I fall asleep? For a little while, he said. Jinx tried to turn over, but couldn't find the strength. She was just so tired. Her limbs ached. They were filled with lead and water and the backs of her eyes burned like she hadn't slept in weeks. She blinked several times, then said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I know, Silco said calmly, but it doesn't matter, Jinx, none of it. There's still work to be done. I'm so tired, Jinx replied. I know, my girl, I know. Silco let go of her hand then reached out to brush blue hair from her eyes. You were the best thing I ever did. You know that. Better than Zahn. Better than anything. I just wish I'd seen it before it was too late. But, but I killed... Silco had two fingers over her lips, silencing her. It was an accident, that's all. You have made me so proud, Jinx. You're going to lead Zone into a golden age, brighter than anything I could have done. And it was always meant to be you. But I don't know how, Jinx sobbed. You will. Jinx shook her head then reached out to clutch at his thin fingers. He caught her hands and held them tight, and for a moment they sat in the stillness of the shadows. Then Silco got up, stepped forward, and sat down on the side of the bed like he used to when he would awkwardly read her stories as a child. He'd never been very good at it, but he had always tried. And he always made sure to stay until she fell asleep. You have to move forward now, he said. I miss you. Jinx was crying openly, her eyes burning not from exhaustion but from tears. I miss you so much. I'm still here, he said, laying his hand briefly over her heart, then up and against her head as he stroked her hair. In the very best and brightest parts of my daughter. Jinx forced herself up and threw herself awkwardly against Silco's narrow chest. And he wrapped his arms around her, patting her back soothingly as she wept against him.
There, there, don't cry, Silco said. You're perfect. I met a girl, Dad, Jinx sobbed. Did you now? She's super pretty. Does she treat you well? He asked. Jinx nodded, then said, She makes sure I eat and sleep, and she holds me when I fall apart and tells me how smart I am, even though I know she's smarter. But the best part... She looked up into her father's mismatched eyes. Is that she sounds like golden light. Silco nodded, still idly stroking her hair. Good, he said. She sounds like an excellent young woman. Are you taking good care of her? Mm-hmm. Jinx's mouth twisted, then she said, But she's going away for a little while, back to a place where, where she's a princess. And then she's going to betray them all for me. For me. And? Silco prompted. What if that's the wrong thing? Jinx said. Silco made a quiet sound in the back of his throat, then shrugged and said, Well, why don't you go ask her? Go. Jinx's eyes widened, then she smiled. Right, yeah. I should just go ask her. You know what to do? Silco asked. Yeah, I do. Good girl. He patted her head, then leaned in and pressed a gentle kiss to her forehead before drawing back and saying, You should go do it then. Nodding, Jinx sat up and Silco stood. He really was smaller than she remembered. He'd always seemed so big back then, impossibly big, powerful, and invincible. But then again, maybe that's how most little girls see their fathers. Everything was beginning to blur, and Jinx was sure she was waking up even though she felt like she was falling back asleep. And before it all could end, she called out one more time. Dad! Jinx cried. And he cocked his head like he was listening. I won't cry. And he smiled, nodded, and darkness swallowed them both. Her eyes were gummy as she woke. Her body ached and her limbs felt leaden, but she was alive and breathing. She took stock of all of that in an instant before turning to find Echo, of all people, sitting in one of the easy chairs from the den that had been dragged in. He was sleeping. Slowly, she sat up. Her internal clock took a moment to catch up, but when it did, she reckoned a day and some change had passed. It was easier than before. Her mind was healing, maybe, or something like it. It was running smoother. Getting all that gunk out had hurt, but it had been good. Painful, but good. She picked up her arm from where she was stuck between the bed and the end table, reattached it, then slipped out of bed and got dressed. Echo slept through it all. That was okay. He'd been watching over her. Of course he had, little man. And there was no one else that Lux probably trusted to keep an eye on her, and even asking for that much must have been like pulling teeth. 
Jinx moved through the house like a wraith, snatching up fishbones, pow-pow, and zapper, along with oodles of bombs, rockets, and other assorted things that went bang on a timer. She clipped them to bandoliers and belt loops, secured her weapons, then finally put on her coat. Jinx? The voice came as she was about to leave, and she looked back over her shoulder to see Echo staring at her in shock. Hey, little man, Jinx said. Thanks for hanging out, but I gotta see a guy about a skiff. Where are you going? he asked. Demacia. What? She laughed, and he pursued her out the door. Whoa, wait up, Jay. Are you insane? Jinx looked back over her shoulder again and smiled wide. You really need me to answer that? Echo grabbed her by the arm and pulled her back. Jinx, why? He snapped. You just woke up out of a coma. Because I gotta ask Blondie a question, she said. Just a real quick one, but I gotta do it soon. Before she does her no-take-back-sees-betrayal thing. So, uh, you know, tick-tock, kind of on a clock. She moved through the darkness of Billowa with purpose. It was early in the morning and only a few people were up and about, and Echo kept pace with her, but barely. Jinx, wait. Luck said you were trying to remember what happened. Is that right? Echo asked. Yep. Do you? Yep. Echo came to a skidding halt and grabbed her arm again, and she turned on it with Zapper up and aimed at his head. He let go, then crossed his arms and said, Everything? Everything, Jinx echoed. All the people you killed? Echo said a little more tersely. My people? If you want an apology, Jinx said, then you're scratching at the wrong sump, little man. We were all trying to kill each other back then. It didn't have to be like that, Echo said. Yeah, Jinx retorted as she holstered Zapper. It did. Wait! Jinx sighed, then turned around and threw her arms out wide. What? Echo shook his head. What are you going to do when you get to Damasia? He asked. What else? She smirked, then shrugged and said, I'm going to blow it up. Because before anything could start, she had to know. Now that her mind was clear and open, she had to know the answer to her question. How much of it had been her insanity? How much of their love? How much of everything? She was still mad she knew that. But she was sure she'd regret it if she didn't at least ask the question. And Lux deserved to give an answer. Although Jinx was pretty sure she knew what that answer would be. Didn't make the question any less important, though. Asking and answering, it all meant something. Like her dad used to say, it was the principle of the thing. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.